0: Walking up this one hill was my nemesis. I had difficulty
1: breathing. I had pain in my leg. I lost my sense of taste and my sense of smell.
0: Brain fog, fatigue, headaches. Because long COVID can have up to 50 symptoms associated with it, there is a lot of confusion about what is long COVID.
1: Not every veteran will see all of the providers, but many of the providers collaborate together in
0: order to create a personalized health plan with the veteran and for the veteran.
1: I am extremely thankful to the VA, they helped create a roadmap for me. Well, I use the starting point of once I was released from the hospital, I feel tremendously better. I have about a 70% improvement. I'm still feeling some symptoms, but I'm a lot better than when I was initially diagnosed. And that's the good news, it does get better. Hello and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. I'm your host. My name is Travis, Marine Corps veteran. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hubazoo Network. You can find out more on Hoobazoo.com. I want to thank my sponsors, Joyce Asak of Asak Real Estate, Army National Guard veteran Mark Holmes of Reaper's Detailing and Power Washing. And last but not least, my veteran-owned business supporters, Simper Savage Salad Dressing, Bottom Gun Coffee, and Kason Shaving Company. Today is one of those days I live to do Oscar Mike radio. I want to give a big shout out to Adam Gunn, the Abington Veteran Service Officers, for emphatically encouraging me to talk to and get with another Veteran Service Officer in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Ali Rodriguez, Army Veteran. Just awesome TikToker extraordinaire. <laughs> Welcome to Oscar Mike radio.
0: Ah, TikTok extraordinaire. I like that. Hi Charles. How are you darling? Well,
1: flattery will get you everywhere, right?
0: I am. Yes. I, yeah, I am a little bit of everywhere. Yeah, but it's fine. Like it's, and it's, it's fine. I love what I do. I love stopping the spread of misinformation, which is how the TikTok thing got started. Um, Most people love it. Some people hate it. But if, you know, people are hating on you, you must be doing something right. So
1: So, so let's go. So you, you, you serve our country.
0: I did. Yep. I'm army veteran. I was a 25 uniform signal support system specialist. You can talk about us, but you can't talk without us. One of those. (laughs) (laughs) One of those. Yeah. And then I'm also an army wife. Um, My now ex-husband, we were married 15 years, uh, did four combat tours. And he was wounded on his last tour, which kind of got the ball rolling into how I fell into veteran services. Because my background is in security and executive protection, law enforcement, and um, having been the wife of a disabled veteran and a combat wounded veteran, like really opened my eyes. And I think having that unique experience of being both the veteran and the veteran's spouse allows me to just be an effective
1: VSO. So that's a very interesting, you know, part of this. When I say this, the whole veteran's experience, because a lot of times we hear about the veteran, the veteran, the veteran, but there's other people when you're married dealing with your, you know, issues and situation and problems right along with you who are part of the, for lack of a better term, blast radius, if we can use military speak here, Do you find that a lot of spouses just don't get the support they need?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. There isn't enough, there isn't enough support to go around either for the veteran or for the spouse, right? And spouse is not just female spouse, you know, females serve too. So the spouse can be a husband, right? So I feel like there is a focus on the veteran, right? With this whole stop the veteran suicide and get the veteran in VA healthcare and get your compensation. But then no one really talks about what happens at home and what the spouse is dealing with, right? Especially if that veteran is not service connected, Just because you're not service connected does not mean that you don't have these issues that you don't, you know, you're not suffering from mental health or uh, mobility issues or anything. So the focus seems to be on those who have service connections or getting veterans to be service connected. But nobody talks about the spouses who are just there day in and day out doing what they can out of love and out of obligation to keep this family, you know, together and making sure the kids are okay, making sure that the kids understand that, you know, the combat veteran is not angry at that child and trying to explain post-traumatic stress to, you know, a middle schooler or an elementary schooler, that's difficult. And I think a lot of spouses get neglected.
1: I had a couple spouses talk to me at different times, but one of them was like, I just can't do it anymore.
0: Yeah. I'm not Uh, surprised. uh, It doesn't surprise me.
1: And it'd be easy to sit there and say, well, you know, stand by your man and through sickness and health. But you could tell Allie that, that she had dealt with making the phone calls and the appointments and then, you know, her husband would have a PTSD situation and trying to bring him back from that, keep food on the table, keep the kids in school, homework, you know, (laughs) dentist appointments, all that stuff. And she's like, I just can't do it anymore. And it really is, it's really sad. It got me thinking, you know, these people, male or females, you know, all, you know, make this promise and they try to do the best they can. And from what I understand, the VA can get really picky about how they, uh, you know, judge things by what a spouse tells them. Is is that, is that correct?
0: So um, I have seen spouses actually talk their their veteran out of getting service connected. I've seen service members talk themselves out of being service connected. And then there's the whole caregiver program, which um, is a good intentions but bad judgment. The the program isn't solid enough. And, you know, there are are criteria you have to be met. Like you have to be, I think 70%, the veteran has to be 70% to even be considered, but then We don't talk about that seven, you know, you could be at 60%. For instance, this, I hand to God, this phone call happened to me today. Veteran is 60% suffering from Alzheimer's and she, the spouse does not qualify for caregivers. And now this veteran um, is incontinent and is now a danger to himself and to her because he's leaving the stove on and he is waking up screaming and fighting, like physically fighting her. And she cannot get help because he's only 60 percent. Right. So the caregiver program, it's great if you qualify, but what about help for the, for the spouses that whose spouse don't qualify? What are we doing for them? Well,
1: I I kind of know the answer, but you know, one of the responses I get sometimes is from people who are less educated, let's, let's put it like that, is that, well, don't they have private insurance to help out with those kinds of things?
0: Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, I mean, well, I have heard it, so I'm curious what your take is on it. I can only imagine.
0: So that's like an elitist way to think, right? Like, if do you have eight thousand dollars a month to spend on in-home care, or maybe ten thousand, right, for long-term care or rehab? Like, and if you're not on on you know Social Security or Mass Health, how are you going to pay for that? You know, getting somebody inside the home that is expensive. That is super expensive and the town of foxborough doesn't pay me enough (laughs) to put you know my husband in in care ten thousand dollars a month so that's that's not an option for the majority of people
1: you serve our country you get out and then you become a veteran service officer due to some due to some of these things that you've seen you know you could do anything else yeah a lot of veterans do yeah. what what really called you going back here a little bit but what really said you know what i really want to push all in on this i really want to make this my calling my career for the for the next you know duration when you start on this journey
0: so i believe that nothing happens in your life by accident right okay. and you may not know the reason why but you eventually figure it out my husband came home Wounded. He was in the Wounded Warrior Battalion, and he couldn't drive. So I would pick him up after formation every day, and I would just sit in the parking lot waiting for final formation. And one day, I was watching this female soldier walk with a walker across the grass to get to her barracks. And she was completely hunched over and a lot of pain you see it on her face and she was just walking incredibly slowly and I'm just sitting there watching and I'm in tears I'm like this poor girl and she was young so the next day I found her sitting in the day room and I approached her hey I'm Allie I'm St. Rod's wife blah blah we were talking turns out she's on the second floor and I said oh thank god they have the elevators and she's like ma'am we have elevators but they don't turn them on for me I said, excuse me. She goes, it takes me almost half an hour to climb up all the stairs to get to my room every day. And I lost it. When I say I ugly sobbed, I ugly sobbed. I'm like, here's this woman, this service member who took an oath went overseas fought for our country is doing the right thing gets wounded and we don't even have the decency to turn on an elevator for her i said oh no unacceptable
1: well, I'm and that, downstairs i mean
0: something right money? okay right so that kind of got the ball rolling like i'm just so i started volunteering and started you know learning and then when it was time for my husband to go through the med process and the medical retirement, it was just, oh, it was so awful. And I was reading through his medical records and I saw something I'm like, what is a lacunar infarct? I'm like, what is that? So I called my buddy who's a neurologist. My mother was an MA. And I said, doc, what does this, what does this mean? Like, what are these, these words? Because no one's telling me anything. He says, well, your husband suffered a stroke like nobody told me he had a stroke nobody told me he had a clot in the brain like nobody told me nothing so i by myself navigated that entire system for him and he's retired and he's doing well now but i'm like this sucks
1: no no this is awful if i may did they tell him he had a stroke
0: no (laughs) nobody told us anything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when he was wounded, right? And this isn't the VA part, but this is like just army leadership. When he was wounded, I get a phone call. Is this Allie? Yes. Allie Rodriguez? Yes. Are you the wife of Sergeant First Class Gus Rodriguez? I said, yes. They're like, your husband has been injured. We'll call you back. Oh, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> is, he, is he alive? What do you mean you call me back? Like, oh, it was the worst phone call. Turns out he was medevaced to launch duel and from launch duel recovery, went to Walter Reed all, long story short. But I'm like, this is terrible, this is what we're doing to people. So I went to school and I got my bunch of degrees in security, moved to Massachusetts, worked at a Fortune 100 as a security coordinator, loved what I did, but hated corporate America and worked for a really just terrible human being, just awful, just cynical and just racist and just not a good person. So I very publicly quit and I cried the whole way home. I walked into my career center and I said, hi, I'm a veteran. Is there anything, any services for me? And the lady goes, yeah, go talk to the the guy in the back. His name is Jack McKenna. And I said, all right. So I walk in the back and here's like this crusty old lieutenant colonel. And he's sitting there and I'm like, uh, are you Jack McKenna? And he's like, yeah, how can I help you? And, and he laughs every time I tell the story. I'm like, well, I, I just quit like a really good job. I don't want to work corporate America anymore. What can you do for me? And he's like, well, what's your background? And we talking, I'm like, what do you do? What is this? Because I feel like I can do this. He's like, I literally help veterans get employment. I'm like, oh, I could, I think I could do that. And I did. So he ended up getting me a job in Plymouth. I worked for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts as a DVOP, a disabled veterans outreach program specialist. And that's how I started my professional career in veteran services. I did that for two and a half years. And I attribute everything I am to Jack McKenna because he took a resume that was nothing but security and cyber crime and police work and all that stuff and turned it into veteran services. And he and I are still great friends to this day. Um, And then somebody said, hey, listen, you would make a great VSO. And I'm like, uh, I'm not into the politics. Like, I don't like working for towns or cities. Like, I'm happy here. And they're like, well, just take a look at it. Foxborough is open. So I looked at Foxborough and I saw the salary. I'm like, (laughs) I'll apply. (laughs) Right? Mama didn't raise no fool. So I applied. (laughs) I ended up beating out. I was like 60 something applicants. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've been here a little over four years. And let me tell you, like, I never, ever thought I would end up doing this like i thought i would you know be playing clothes fbi or cia something but this without a doubt is my calling this is where i need to be
1: so it's not just like a job where you punch the time clock and you go home like this you get you get you get enthused. You get invigorated. I do.
0: I. I mean, I, I love what I do. I'm excited about what I do. I, if you've known me for more than a day, you know that I am passionate about this. But that doesn't. Say, you know, that's not to say that I don't get exhausted. That I don't get mentally. Like I just. I actually. I did a TikTok this morning. Um, when veterans tell their spouses that they are service connected when in fact they are not, and then they die, and I have to tell the spouse, oh. I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm sorry, sir. Your spouse wasn't service-connected, and now that, that widow is like, well, now what do I do? Like, that's awful, and it happens It happens a lot. So, I, you know, I, I made a video this morning, like, stop saying it, stop telling your spouse that you're service-connected when you're not, because it's causing a whole problem, and that messes with me, like, mentally, because not, I not—I got to be the bearer of bad news, right? So now she's sitting there devastated because she just lost her husband, and now she has no money coming in because he's not service-connected for the thing that he died from. So that happens a lot, and I just take everybody's stories to heart, especially, you know, MST, especially um, veterans who have been in combat, who, like, I have a bunch of guys who were in Fallujah and Ramadi, And like that stuff, and I listen and I just care. And, you know, and I see a mental health professional once a week, both as Allie and as a VSO, because I just got to get the stuff off my chest. Like, I hold, you know, and I cry on the way home all the time, (laughs) all the time, because I just feel just so much for my, my veterans. And, you know, especially like my Vietnam guys who have been holding on to this trauma for decades. And when they finally walk into my office, you know, they're all tough. But the running joke is, Allie, how many veterans you make cry this week? Quite a few. And all I do is listen. I just ask questions and I listen. And I guess that makes them feel validated, right? So, and then we get them service connected. So I've had to, like, draw boundaries, right? Like, when I go on vacation, I've had to put away messages, like yeah. it's not an emergency, walk into your VA clinic, call 911. I need this time to myself. I need to decompress. Don't call me when I'm on vacation. I'm not going to answer. <laughs> Don't do it.
1: So, so you have, you have the challenges and the, you know, dealing with different generations, demographics, different situations, and that wears on you. And of course it makes sense that she would want to get that support and it can be hard sometimes, but tell me this, what's, what's it like when you get a win? When you have advocated, the veteran has done everything that you know you've told them to do, and you get a positive outcome. What's that do for you, Allie?
0: It's almost like euphoric. (laughs) <laughs> it really is. And I have so many messages from on Instagram and TikTok and locally, like, Ali, I got service connected. I got my 100%. I got my increase. You know, I'm in the healthcare, you know, and I, thank you. And you did it. And I'm like, no, you did it. All I did was validate you. I pointed you in the right direction. I encouraged you a little bit, but you did it. I didn't. Do, I didn't do much. Right. But it's like, I don't know. I just, I like, I get a tingly sensation and it's like, yes. Like I just changed somebody's life. Like now that person doesn't have to worry about paying electric bill or putting food on the table. Right. Like now that person, that mom can take their kids out for dinner, you know, once a month or take them bowling or she can buy a new dress or that husband can, you know, fix his truck. And it's like, yes, it's so much more than just getting money in your pocket. It's, it's changing your life.
1: That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, Adam, Adam, Adam is Adam, and, and Adam's like, hey, you got to check out Allie. And I, I, you I know, adore him. <laughs> we, we, we kind of, I've seen you on the, on the gram and everything, but I started watching some of your TikToks. And now, now tell me this, Allie. It almost, <laughs> as happy as you can be, there's another side of Allie that gets really, Emphatic and upset when veterans pass bad information about oh. VA benefits and obligations, so on and so forth. Like, it's like, whoa. I mean, yeah, this is almost like it's personal to you that they're doing it,
0: this. Yes, why it is it?
1: Why is I that?
0: don't know. <laughs> I why don't you know, but I get fired so- up. I do, I do, and especially when they're like, when it's these law firms, they're like, oh. Um, you know, $1,000, you know, or or I'll write you a nexus for $500. And it's like, it's no, like you freaking thieves, stop siphoning money out of veterans pockets. Right. And so like, there's, I've become this like crusader. (laughs) 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 And I just, I hate it because now like these veterans think that Oh, I'm never going to be service connected because I can't afford $500 for a nexus letter, or, or you know, they they wait forever, and it's just oh, it just it drives me insane, and I and I and I do kind of take it personal. Yeah. Like I, I I feel like I have an obligation to like defend my veterans and that's what i call them, my veterans because they are even if you know they're out of state they are my veterans you know what i mean we are we are siblings in arms it is as a vso it is my responsibility to take care of as many veterans as i can and do it the right way so when i see these guys on tiktok like this guy in his basement and he and i went at it i'm like are you accredited? Like, who are you, dude? You live in your mother's basement. You know, you're not even a veteran. Shut up and leave it to the professionals, you know.
1: <laughs> but some of your TikToks call out other veterans who pass bad info, which has to be in some cases worse. Because I'll listen to another veteran before, right?
0: It, so I was um coming from um the Cape on Sunday with my partner and he was listening to a very famous podcaster on YouTube. And this podcaster had a combat veteran, had a green beret on there. And I'm like, oh, I know this dude. Not personally, but everybody knows this dude. And what he was saying, I was so angry. I was so angry. Now mind you, I had just like worked overnight, right? I, moon- I was moonlighting overnight. I hadn't gotten any sleep and I perked right up and I'm listening to this guy. I'm listening to this green beret and I'm like, nothing that he is saying is true. That's not how the VA works. That's, that's not true. That's not right. And I'm like shouting at him and my partner's just looking at me like, you are right. And I'm like, no, this makes me so angry. So it got me so fired up that I actually emailed the show. I wrote a comment and I'm like, listen, I have nothing but respect for this guy, but He's giving wrong information, and these veterans are looking up to him, and they're terrified of filing a VA claim. They're terrified their benefits are going to get reduced because nothing he said was true. And I'm pretty sure that once it catches on, if it ever does, I'm going to catch a lot of flack for it because this guy is an American hero. And I'm not knocking his service. Like he has seen things that I can't even dream about. It is not that, but your profession in the military, just being a uh, a service member, doesn't make you qualify to speak on the VA. It doesn't.
1: So I want to go down the road of me for a little bit. And the reason is, is Adam's helped me out. Adam's been great, but I kind of want to see what you think about a couple things in relation to my situation. If oh,
0: I'm, I'm not going to go against what Adam says. No, no, no I'm, not, I'm, not,
1: I'm, not, I'm not asking <laughs> to go against, but I just want to get your perspective. There's a, and, and, and again, uh, no problems with Adam. Adam's been great. Yes.
0: So my I first thing,
1: first okay. thing is I got told for several years that I shouldn't look for a VA increase at all because, you know, how dare you, because you weren't a combat veteran. Yeah, you got hurt in the Marine Corps. But you didn't serve in combat, so you ain't, you know, Jack, you know what. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I took that to heart. I'm like, you know, maybe I am being an a-hole by not no doing that. No, and that
0: infuriates me, too.
1: Oh, that really? makes me
0: angry, too. Yeah, because post-traumatic stress doesn't just happen because of combat. Injuries don't just happen because of combat. Right. So trigger warning, you are coming back from PT and you open your barracks door and you see your roommate hanging from the rafters. That is traumatic. That is going to cause post-traumatic stress. Even though you are not in a combat situation, that is going to be seared in your brain for the rest of your life. So what? Because now you didn't, you didn't see combat. You're not going to file for compensation. You're not going to file for VA healthcare and be seen by a mental health professional. Like that's, absurd to me you do not have to see comma to be service connected
1: so i got service connected on a pt run i i had a huge like knee problem and you know i can't run anymore so i didn't and two years ago well, about two years ago i blew out my quadricep tendon in the same leg I oh. injured in the marine corps and a, this is where adam comes in he's like look maybe it was maybe it wasn't but let's let's get you reviewed yeah, that leg got damaged 20 years ago. Let's get you reviewed. So I'm like, you know, Adam, I really don't want to do it. I mean, come on, chief, leave me alone. Go bother somebody else. It's just a lot of hassle. It's like, it's not a lot of hassle. I want you to do it. And he wouldn't leave me alone. Allie, he would not.
0: Bulldog. Yeah, I love it. He <laughs> Would not leave me alone.
1: Allie, oh my God. I'm like, okay, Adam, I'll do it. Just leave me alone.
0: Just shut you up, right? Just,
1: just, yes. <laughs> He wore me down. I'm like, he wouldn't stop. So I'm like, fine, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And it it, it was a, it's been a very like, okay. So problem number one was, you know, I I had my stuff. I'm in the VA system and I went to all my appointments to everything else like that. We had the stuff, but when we looked for my original medical records from the VA, my intake records, uh, they weren't there. Oh. And then, so we're like, okay, let's go to the headquarters, Marine Corps, National Archives, because if the VA doesn't have them, surely they will. They don't have them either. Long, long story short, the only thing I have to say that I serve is my DD-214 and the code on it that says, that, hey, I got out because of whatever. There's That's nothing not- else. Period. Yeah. So he's like, we're going to have to get creative to kind of build your claim up to get it done. So my question here is, is my situation that odd? Because some people were like, you know, Travis, if you're trying to get attention for yourself or try to, you know, whatever, get sympathy, it's really kind of a, you know, nutsy way. I'm like, I I, I would prefer not to have to do what I'm having to do right now. I would like sure. all my stuff to be there. But my my question is, have you ever run across a situation where someone's records were, were lost?
0: All the time. <laughs> all the time. So really? one, don't listen to the naysayers, right? Like, I don't tell anybody, and I tell my veterans, like, don't tell anybody you're um you're filing for disability because, like, so like I'm Azorian, right? My my parents are immigrants. I grew up in the Azores, and we have this thing called um. Like the bad eye, right? Like the evil eye, Umaul. So I know it's silly, right? But like, like, don't like move in silence, right? Like tell people after if you want, but don't tell anybody what you're doing because a lot of people get jealous, right? Like whether they mean to or not, but that's a whole thing. So don't, don't tell anybody because they're going to try and talk you out of it. It's the whole jealousy thing. Right? So, and then don't listen to them, but yeah, having veterans not have their medical records happens all the time. All the time and then you do have to get creative and it sucks because it's more work for the vso but that's fine because we love what we do we don't do this for the money we do this because we want to help we generally give a care about our, our veterans um so you're gonna have to establish a pattern like you might have to go to like your um like the last physical before you went to Meps. um buddy statements from those that were there um, and we're,
1: then you, we're, we're, we're getting creative. I got, uh, my ortho who did the surgery made a statement. So, yep. you know, it, it's all working out. It's just taking a lot longer and it's a lot more hoops, but I was just curious. I'm like, uncle Sam, can, uncle Sam can tell you if you didn't, you know, de- declare a, uh, you know, restaurant out with a business worker 10 years ago on your IRS form, certainly they can't lose your, record, <laughs> right?
0: right? Like, and it happens to, like, uh, like, I'm still filing for, like, some Vietnam claims and Korean claims, right? And we had a veteran who, um, went over to Thailand, and there was nothing in his records, and then it's dd 214 or anything that says he was in Thailand, and I'm like, well, what were you doing there? He said, building orphanages, and I'm like, can you prove it? He's like, no! He's like, all I have are some photos. I'm like, guy, give me those photos, and sure enough, there's a whole group photo with some orphans, you know, in front of an orphanage with the sign, so-and-so Thailand. I'm like, boom, in country showing you're in Thailand. Like, come on. Like, so anything can be used as evidence. It doesn't just have to be medical records. It could be, um, medical journals, peer-reviewed journals. It could be a nexus letter, medical opinion from your, um, treating physician, pictures. Um, so get creative. If it's evidence submitted, do it.
1: I know we got I know we got a time thing but we're just blasting through this how Yeah, we? no, um, let's this, go. We can
0: keep going. I this, got this some time.
1: Fan, this is fantastic. Um how important is it to get information from an accredited source?
0: Uh it's like all the important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, so, so follow up to that is what did you as a VSO have to do to get your accreditation and maintain it?
0: So in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, we are accredited through DVS, right, the Massachusetts Department of Veteran Services. There's also the National Association of County Veteran Service Officers, and that makes you nationally accredited. And I'm taking that course in April, so I can do the whole nation. But um, you do have to take a test. We are in constant training. We go to training four or five times a year. Uh, it's And we kind of formed a little network. I myself have a network of physicians and raters, right? VA raters and people who put the claims together and in every aspect of a VA claim. And we are in a group chat and I'm like, hey, you know, can this be service connected to this one? I should have gone to med school. I should have listened to my mom and I should have gone to med school because it would do me so well right now. (laughs) So we have this this team because you cannot be a successful VSO if you don't network. Impossible. You can't do it. You can't you can be a VSO you just wouldn't be a very good one, right? Okay. So it's it's constantly training and then it's resources like the this that book I have here. What, what every is that? Yeah, so this is like my VSO Bible. It's called What Every Veteran Should Know. They publish it every year. And you can actually ask for a copy. Um, it's $36. Um, and you, let's see, Veteran Information Service, PO Box 111, East Moline, Illinois. And then email is help at vets info.service.com and you can literally ask for a copy of this. They publish it all the time. This one's kind of it's the 85th edition 2021, so I got to get with the new one. But it gives you everything you need to know on how to do a higher level review, elderly veterans, um death pensions, the caregiver program, home loans, life insurance, appeals, your regional offices, your volk rehab. Everything you need to know is in this book and you can say I have it tabbed and it's all I was worn down. Say,
1: I mean that it's is
0: It is. It is my bubble. It's impossible to, like, memorize, you know, all these rules and forms and stuff, but you do have to keep up with the VA. You do have to keep up with the law. Um, You have to know Social Security benefits and, and mass health and the Medigap and prescriptions and the income levels and trusts and wills and all of this. You have to know all of this. We don't just sit here and just file, you know, claims and signature and send it off to the VA. It's a lot, It's we have morphed into becoming social workers. There's a homeless veteran, we're there. There's a veteran who lost a job, we're there. And that's technically not our jobs. VSO's own, only purpose in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is for chapter 115 benefits. But you can't just have a VSO and do 115. Now we do VA claims. Now we've come become social workers. And most of us are not, we're not social workers. I don't have a degree in social work. I couldn't tell you anything, but I'm a human. And I'm a mom and I was a wife, right? Like I can sit there and empathize with you and, and counsel you and talk to you. And I'm, you know, a suicide prevention certified. So I will sit there all day long if I have to, whatever it takes to make sure that veteran is okay, to make sure that, that veteran's family is okay. That's what VSOs do. The good ones.
1: Well, I, I was going to say, look, I mean, I've been around the block a little bit in this, in this state, there are good ones and there are bad ones. And I'm going to say about that is the difference is pretty stark and it doesn't take you long to figure out which one you got.
0: It doesn't. And I get that a lot. How do I know if my BSL is good? You can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you just know, have a conversation. If they try to talk you out of filing a claim, not a good VSO. Now, I will say this. If you will have a frivolous claim, like you're 90%, you're trying to get to 100, and you're like, well, my pinky's crooked, I want to file. I will try and talk you out of that claim. And I'll tell you why. Because like, every time you open up a claim, the VA has the the right to reduce you. They have a right to look at your stuff and call you in for an examination. They can do that. I'm not going to file frivolous claims. It's not worth my time. You're clogging up the system. But if you have a legitimate claim, cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, anything other than a crooked pinky, we're filing because it's not our job (laughs) to tell you no.
1: Well, that was the thing with me, right? You know, Adam is this really like legitimate to do this. He's like, yes, you got a major freaking injury in the same way. You got your ortho saying that they are probably connected. Yes, this is legitimate. Yes. Mm -hmm. Get your a moving now, Yes,
0: yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, um, I, I'm too proud or give it to the other guys. They they deserve it more. One, it is not a competition to see who got jacked up the worst, okay? Really? You served, go file your claim.
1: <laughs> I always thought that was kind of the case. Like, you know, I, I really didn't get hurt that bad, you know? Yeah,
0: no, no, that's ridiculous. such an S-9 way of thinking. And what? And, and and secondly, pride, your pride doesn't pay the bills, right? Your pride doesn't put food on the table, Right? It doesn't. It doesn't. So, suck it up and go find a VSO and go talk about filing a claim. What, what are you, because what? I promise, like, we're all gung-ho now, but when we're 50, 60, 70, these issues are going to catch up with us. I promise. I promise. I
1: swear to God, you and Adam are reading off the same playbook. almost like the <laughs> same freaking thing you told me. Except It's I get...
0: because I told him. <laughs>
1: okay. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he paid good attention. But... <laughs>
0: But it's true. Your pride does not pay the bills. It's not going to take care of you. Get it done. If not for you, then for your spouse, for your children.
1: Okay. All right. Well, not married, but I do have kids, so it's a good point to know. Um, A lot of times, especially in the Commonwealth, for me, I moved here from the Marine Corps directly. I didn't know about uh, VSOs until you know, some guy said, Hey, go see Paul Colantonio at the Abington, you know, town hall, you know, walked in Sergeant major with enough weight on his chest and, you know, arms, service ribbons. I'm like, Oh, I got to listen to what this dude has to say. Right. But a lot of people still don't understand that, you know, the, there are these, these individuals in every city in the Commonwealth ready to serve. So I guess, you know, how, how do I connect somebody to a VSO if they ask?
0: Tell them to go to their town's website. Okay. Most of us work inside town or city hall. If we're not inside city hall, most of the rest of us are probably inside a council on aging or like a human services building, but we work for the town. We are not VA employees. We are not Commonwealth employees. We work for the city or town that employs us. So I just happen to be the town of Foxborough's VSO. So whatever city and town they live in, have them go to the website um, there is a page. It'll say, you know, departments and veteran services or human services and call, Hey, I'm a veteran. Can I come in and make an appointment? I just want to find out what benefits, you know, or I just got to Massachusetts. I'm from mass. I just moved back. Okay. Congratulations. Guess what? You have a welcome home bonus. Nobody else does that. Massachusetts does that you get a welcome home bonus just for coming back to the Commonwealth.
1: All right. Just for, just for staying alive, which can be hard right <laughs> all right um so you, you're the foxborough vso do, does i gotta ask for all the pats fans out there i know they're gonna be asking this do you ever do the, did you ever meet bob Kraft or tom brady in your travels
0: a bunch of times yes no kidding yes mr Kraft is incredibly kind he is so good to my office to veterans he is just he's just a really good guy and um I remember the it's like I think it was like the second time I met him. It was like this big to-do it was outdoors. It was after all the cameras left. And I was standing away from him and I was watching him interact um with a gold star mother. And it was just them two, and everybody's kind of, you know, getting food and stuff. And I was just observing like a creep. I was just watching him. And he did something that like put a knot in my gut, and and from that moment on, it just solidified that this guy really does care. He legitimately gives a crap about veterans and and the spouses and the military families. And I'm like, all right, he's he's cool to work with. And I've we work together every year.
1: Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So exactly. you, you you have a cool TikTok. Um, how do people connect with you? either for professional stuff or just to follow your TikTok and social media, Allie?
0: So um, before TikTok changed this platform, you could send me a direct message, uh, but then they changed that. So I have an Instagram with the same name, Allie Says Nope, uh, where veterans can, or spouses, anybody can connect with me uh, on Instagram. It does take me a little bit to answer the messages because I have a lot of them, but I do answer every single message that comes across my page personally.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, look, you know, Adam, I, 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 once again, chief, you know, I, I got it right, I think. And I did right by you. Thank you so much for making this happen. All I want to thank you for your time. I mean, you know, it's not just about, you know, being a veteran and going to this event or that event. It's about being able to serve. And I really admire what you've done service wise for our brothers and sisters. I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: It is my pleasure. I appreciate your support. Thank you so much.
1: Well, as we say in Oscar Mike Radio, mission in flight, she's in flight. You're going to have all the links to how to uh, follow Allie in the Oscar Mike Radio show post. We want to thank you again, and uh, we'll be back.
0: Absolutely. Right. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: No problem anytime.
0: Bye. Join us on National Wreaths Across America Day, December 16th, 2023. Each December on National Wreaths Across America Day, our mission to remember, honor, and teach is carried out by coordinating wreath-laying ceremonies at Arlington National Cemetery, as well as more than 3,700 additional locations in all 50 states, at sea, and abroad. Join us by sponsoring a veteran's wreath at a cemetery near you, volunteering, or donating to a local sponsor group.
1: Thank you for listening and watching Oscar Mike Radio, where our active duty service members and veterans are in action, and the mission is in flight. If you are a veteran or know a veteran who needs help, please dial 998 and press 1 for the Veterans Crisis Line.